this week on Trust the Process. I think that, first of all, I think the most important thing, what I'm trying to make today is that point is that the word love is overused in the American context. And we have to do a better job of holding that word to a higher standard and our own vocabulary. So making sure that we're being aware of when we're, when we're saying it, the intent behind the word love, and making sure we actually mean it. Welcome back to another episode, episode number two to be exact, of Trust a Process. Colin here with Sal. Getting back into the swing of things. Sal, first off, how are you doing? Oh, today I'm doing pretty good. Uh, had some funny stuff happen to me yesterday, but... Care to elaborate? Yeah, so it was, it was two days ago. <laughs> My buddy was in town playing playing old baseball and went to the ball game, parked my car in the garage, came back to my car, all my change was gone. All your change? <laughs> all my change. Is that all they took? Yes. Do you lock your car? I do. They I, broke have, in just... I must have forgot. I mean, I don't know how they got in, but anyway, they took all my change. And the funny thing is my iPad Pro was in the back seat. Just right. chilling. And they didn't touch it. Didn't even touch it. Why is your iPad in the back of your car at a ball game? <gasps> it, was garage? Work, it was in my work bag. It was in my work bag. So it was like, you couldn't see it. It was like in my work bag, tucked away. But well, you should still conceal it. I mean, the bag at least. I mean, I guess. But it was, I mean, it was funny because they didn't even take all the change. <laughs> like, so they hit the, they hit like the cigarette holder where you put your change at. Sure. And then they hit like the bottom part of my console. But then I have like a ton of quarters up top, like in the sunglass holder because I don't use sunglasses. So I'm like, you guys took pennies and nickels and dimes. And the real stuff was up top. And I was like, whatever. Like, it was funny. I don't even see why that would be considered worthwhile to I, take that. I have no idea. But some people just <laughs> need some need some dimes. I mean, I honestly just, I only noticed it because they, like, they left it out on the ground. I'm like, interesting. Why they I, left it out on the ground? Like, like on the, uh, on my floor of my car. Oh, okay. Like, they left, um, like, I had a thing of big, I had a thing of big, like, chew in my, in my console. <laughs> Course you do. And I had a thing of uh I had like an aux cord on my console as well, so that was all kind of laying out. And I was like, what the hell what the hell? And so yeah, I figured out they stole my <laughs> like my pennies and nickels and dimes. So that was funny. Besides that, I've just been crazy busy. Uh tomorrow I'll be in Mason, Ohio. And then I'll be in Mason, Ohio probably all weekend. Um so yeah. That is pretty crazy. Um, nothing very crazy on my end other than I'm just dealing with a lot of people going fishing 24-7. I sent it to you. I got three going fishing snaps in one day. I They must either just listen to the pod or just, you know, <laughs> really, really like to get me going. But, um. You know what? I mean, hey, listen. I went fishing a couple of days ago, not on Snapchat. But oh. I, care to explain? Hey, you snap, you might snap. as well open it up yeah, on yeah. this oh, platform. Yeah, for sure, for sure. For Let's sure. hear it. There was a young lady I haven't talked to like in four or five years, four years, four years. She's I never I knew her in high school. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I'm not really trying to get with her. I'm just like I just hit her up like, hey, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, when are you back in Columbus? And she's like, yeah, I'll be back like after I graduate. And I was like, we should get coffee, whatever. We should go out to eat. Apparently, she's going to law school. All kinds of cool stuff. 
But I just reconnected, like just reconnect, reconnected with her. I don't have any real intentions of it. But still, it's like, yeah, that was kind of funny. Just hit her up after four years, and they respond and want to hang out. That's just kind of a true friendship, good friendship. Um, now nah, I did go fishing, fishing a couple <laughs> days ago yesterday. You gotta share that story. Yeah. You can't just hide that. Oh, you that buried was, the lead. Yeah. <laughs> that was only old Snapchat. That was only old Snapchat. But what do you? I, I guess so. It wasn't from a guy's from a guy's perspective. How yeah. do you do that? Because. I mean, unless if you're, like, a model, I don't know how a yeah, guy so would get away with that without like looking mass, like an idiot. So you have to do it, you have to do it via the, the uh, story response. Crucial. Oh, so you're Crucial. not actually sending, like, a bl- like a bland snap. No, no, but, you gotta, but that's, that's how guys go fishing with the, the DMs and the, the responses. Oh, well, sure. And that's how we go fishing. So I went fishing yesterday for this, this young lady that went to, went to college. We talked about far, uh, far away. We talked about social media etiquette last week. I wanted to know what was your approach on that because we honestly didn't even talk about that aspect of yeah, Snapchat. Yeah, had a had a DM. I mean, had a responded DM. Uh, it was kind of easy because they were they were at the ball game that I was at too. I just happened to miss them, so it kind of worked out a perfect avenue. My buddy was playing. I was like, oh, you see, he hit a double, so uh, that was kind of my. Those my- work. I've been in that position. Actually, I've done that exact same thing. It didn't really work out as much. Um, I feel like you got to know the person a little bit more than the average person. Yeah, you know, I, I knew her pretty well. She wanted to, she was, she's going back to, she's going back to her co- collegiate city. I'm not telling you what college, because it's pretty obvious if I tell you what college. So I'm sure it would. Uh, I mean, for me, at least it would be. I'm not telling you what university she goes to, but <laughs> she goes back to her university um, in a week. So there's just no real time to hang out. But she said, if I'm, if I'm ever in the, if I'm ever in the area, and I should come hang out. We can get food and whatever, hang out. So I'm sure it's just a friendship thing. But, you know, hey, sometimes you got to go fishing and never know my stick. <laughs> the the craziest things always happen in the least expected ways is the way I'll put it. And when in that city, you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when in that city, you know, it's it's up for grabs. I don't know about that. We respectful <laughs> of all individuals. Well, I mean, I'm not saying you wouldn't be, but I'm saying like, you she's know. Also, she's also an army officer. She'll be an army officer, so we don't really want to get our asses kicked. Well, maybe you. Or shot. I mean, <laughs> you're you're worried about that a little bit more than I would be, but. Uh, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> you, I mean, you really think you, wh- what would you do to the point, because I know you'll say some dumb shit. What would you say to the point that you could get shot by the army chick? Oh, I just say something absolutely insane. I mean, I know you, which is why I would expect you would be nervous of that. I tend to have some more. <laughs> Reserved approaches when I go into that. You gotta go slow. You can't go fast. And that's a great segue into our first topic of the day. So, as we teased last week, heading into episode one, Sal gave his input on the definition of the word love, how it's used, maybe how it's overused, and how it can be misconstrued and um, from the receiving end, it can be misdiagnosed. So, Sal, first off, for those that haven't heard it, what is your definition of love? And the essence around that yeah, word. So actually, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't really, I don't really know if I have a true singular definition of love. What I do know is that in the American context, I think it's, um, I think it's overused for sure. So I think that because we have one word for love, and it means so many different avenues, so many different things, it's way overused. And so when we're talking about intimate love, or like relational love 
um, that's like a form of love. But then we also have other different avenues of love, like loving of neighbor, loving of self. So there's like different kinds of love. And so that's what I meant by it's overuse. We don't we don't know the true definition of what it means to love because we don't have it means so many things. It's that's a very, very exactly different. the point I wanted to start with. I think that's one of the mis- most misconstrued things about the word in just our society as, you know, just from face value. I especially believe it when you're referring to, you know, male and female relationships and it might not be romantic relationships, you know, it could just be friendships. I think people are afraid to use that word in that that instance because it almost comes off as saying, you know, I want to be in a romantic relationship with you. I think that's how we most most of the times we interpret it as that format. Oh, 100%. And I think in those relationships or those friendships where you're more open with each other, you're more uh, accepting of each other's values that you speak out in an open platform with like with an open mind, you can get that across that you can love somebody and not, you know, want to get in their pants. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's like the, that's like the key is like it takes the people like people have to be aware of like what you mean when you say I love you, right? Because like obviously, well, I know that the, the, the big oh I love you re- relationally why relationally wise so like it's that's a very intimate form of love it's very deep it's very very like it's very somewhat spiritual um but there's also that kind of like having love for thy neighbor having love for for oneself having love for that person in the street too like you don't love the same way you love your brother or sibling the way you might love your partner and so just distinguishing between those two avenues of love is, is to me is so important because it becomes convoluted, overused, overuse it so casually. Like, oh, I love that. Like, do you really? But can't love that? you use it arbitrarily? I mean, <laughs> I think it's a false use of the word. Like, There's, if it brings a, you absolute one hundred percent pure joy, isn't that really the one of the basic definitions of love? Yeah, but do we actually love that? Or has it become like a filler word? Like, then oh, I, I love that. Then I guess what we're doing there is we're like single, making a singular definition for love when we're nitpicking like that. We're we're taking like a basic formula for what it's supposed to be and diagnosing what we're talking about in terms of those criterias. And well, I don't sure. think that's fair. Fair. So I think for me, I guess it's like we have to admit that it's overused in the general context. Of oh like, my gosh, go watch any high school, even college relationship. I mean, that's the def. I'm just talking about in everyday life. Sure. And in everyday vocabulary. It's like, do you really love that? Like, do you, do you really, really love them? Like if I say, Oh, I love a Snickers bar. If I never eat a Snickers bar again, will I cry? No. Will I have like an insane amount of like distraughtness against me? No. Will I grieve? No. So I'm just saying, like, make sure we're using the word properly. So in your mind, is there, like, a tier in which certain words mean a certain amount of value? Like, you're putting a value on the word that can't be topped. It's the same thing I have with hate. Like, Sure. You never really want to hate anybody. You might dislike them, dislike what you, that they do, but I think that people say, oh, I hate you. I'm like, oh, because hate's a, hate's a strong language. You know, like hate is like one of those things where it's like, oh, I don't like, I really don't like them. They can't come back. Like, 
I just like them. They get, they get on my nerves. They're annoying. All those can be true, but we don't have to hate the person. Just like I think, so I mean, yeah, there are words that I think you should use um, carefully. And there are words I think you should use with great intent. See, but I don't think hate and love get used in the same essence because hate can tend to have like a joking manner to it. But I, I don't really ever sense a feeling that anybody uses love in a joking format like that. That word seems to be 100% of the time used in a serious context. Um, that's true. That's true. That's true. I can't think of a time. I'm trying to think of a time. Where like, So, I mean, that is true, but that's my point though, right? Like, I think you kind of made my point for me as well. So you it? have to hold it to a different standard. Correct. Like jokingly, like, oh, I hate you. Like that's a joke, but it's, it loses the meaning of the word. Sure. Because if I really hate somebody, when I say I hate somebody, it means like it's a deep intrinsic dislike for somebody that's so deep and distraught that I can never come back from that. Like we can never be friends. And for my opinion, that never happens. So you'll really hear me use you you'll rarely hear me use the word hate. So do you, just to get sidetracked real quick, so do you believe we irresponsibly use the word hate more than we do love? Uh, yeah. Mm, I think they're equal parts. Well, if you're saying that it's a very rare circumstance that you use the word hate, I don't really know. I don't know if love compares in that because I think love is more authentic more of the times than it would be for hate. We wish love was more authentic. But statistically, I bet it is. I mean... No, no, I guarantee you. Walk into a crowd of people and count how many times you hear the word love followed by some arbitrary thing. Are you going based off of like a percentage of the time or just the amount of like serious intentions? I'm thinking more of the amount of times it's met in a serious way and it's met in the correct format versus like a percentage, like a baseball statistic. Uh, a percentage. Okay, you know what? I, I kind of would agree with that because, like we say, I believe love is overused more than the word hate because most of the time hate's used in a joking manner. Right. I mean... Because of the amount of times that hate is used in a joking manner, it offsets the percentage game you want to play. Well, I mean, because it's used in a joking manner we tend to understand that it's a joke and like we kind of just rub it off and kind of, and that's the same thing. But again, that's the problem with both words is that we don't understand the meaning behind the words. And so because in my opinion, and here's why this, here's why this matters because some might, some might say that, Oh, well, if you just use it arbitrarily, use a different word. The problem is in my opinion that the English language doesn't have another word that portrays the word love. So there's no other word you can use that to really, that extent. Is that what right, you mean? Right, I'm saying because like, you could say I appreciate no, you. But no, I, but that's not the deep. Not nothing. I mean, that's. So is it? Again, we're going back to, back to that discussion of it's on a higher level in its own group than hate is on its other side because hate has words like despise, along the lines of that that are relatively similar. Right, right. I'm trying to think of. I'm looking up right now. Synonyms for love. While you do that, I'll kind of move this topic into more of a look of yeah, how in relationships 
Is there ever a such thing as too soon oh. for the word, oh. for the feeling, for the, you know, oh. one of the biggest dilemmas in this society that I honestly can think of? When do you say the L word? Is there an arbitrary time or is it just like, you know, you just got to go based off of feeling. But at the same time, are you overreacting to the feeling? That goes back to our center argument. <laughs> I mean, I think it's more of a, oh shit, we're actually doing this kind of thing moment. Uh, honestly, like it's actually a relationship yeah. now. Like, oh, now it's like. I'm in it. Like I'm it's been it's monogamous if you choose to be monogamous. It's like we're we're actually in this together. We're partners. It becomes real. It means that his heart is in it, their heart is in it. And so it becomes like an oh shit moment like this could actually become something serious to where I can get married. And so it's that's why it's I think it's so important. It's so like such a big word because it's it it can literally mean that this could be the person I spend the rest of my life with. It's a commitment thing. It's like the first step in a commitment. And because it's so lenient and it's because it's so arbitrary to where it can happen, I think it translates over into, you know, relationships we see in life. I mean, my parents started dating in the middle of their years in college, didn't get married until like 28, 29. So they were dating for almost six, seven years. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be the first to tell you when that word came about for them. But I'm sh- I'm sure it's you different than other. Well, I I could, <laughs> yeah. but it's not the same as you know. I know other marriages that you know happened in like less than a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. obviously it's happening at a different rate, and they're happier. I know those relationships that you know took a year and a half until marriage, and are perfect after twenty years. Well, perfect's not the right word to use, but they're pretty damn well off. And then you have people that were together multiple years, heading out of college into their early twenties. And their mi- marriages were a living hell. I mean, they're in the back in the day. Like you spend that many years trying to get someone getting building up to the point of gaining that L word. Yeah, yeah. It could take you what five, six years. You get into that marriage, and it's like six, seven years in, and you're like, I made a big mistake. <laughs> well, like how how careful do we have to be with this? I I think this over exa- does doesn't even speak to how much you should. Be weary of what it brings. I think you're. I think you're hitting on a point that we have to discuss at some point. Uh, another time, we should bring in a guest for this one. You got a name for that? Talk to me after. <laughs> we'll definitely get that lined up. Yeah, we, we gotta bring in a guest who's married because we gotta ask the question of how hard is it? Like how hard is it to be married? Because marriage is a is a full time job. Ooh, it's work. Man, we could do a whole show on that. So I mean, it's like. But, so I'm saying like. That is like the question that you're getting into, like oh, that marriage question. Is, obviously, love is still involved in every marriage, but marriage is a lot of work. So we can't really use marriage as a barometer for what love is. But there is a way that we can test this theory out, and that's using relationships today versus relationships back in the '60s, '40s, and '30s. Um, people used people used to date for three months, four months, get married after five months. Right? That was very, very common. Um, as we see now, today's day and age, people want to get in their careers. They want to be settled. They want to have life together. But doesn't it, I mean, aren't those unfair barometers because we're talking about different eras? Well, we're no, talking no, about different, I'm getting, that's different I'm, factors. That's what I'm trying to get to. Is sure. Like, we have a different system now. We have social media. We have site, We have people telling us that we need to have X amount of dollars in the bank account before we can have X amount of children. So we have all these outside factors weighing, on, weighing in on us, weighing on us. 
in our relationship that causes us to be in kind of a limbo, right? Because it's like, I want to date, I want to have kids, I want to do X, Y, Z with the partner that I think I can trust, but I'm 24 and I'm not there yet. So let me just kind of date, date around, see if I find somebody. Oops, I found the right one. But I want to wait until I'm financially stable to marry them. So it might take me another three or four years. Next thing you know, you're 28 now, 29, on the, like, on the good side. That's like a good thing. But now if you're a female, because you have a biological clock. Yeah, that's the really weird, hard part about this discussion is that Men and women have different ways of getting to this. I've talked to a girl that said if she's not married by the age of like 29, 30, she's just going to either adopt or get like a don't a, a donor yeah. to take care of what she needs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is a real so there is a biological aspect that comes to this too, not just a physical not just like a emotional, spiritual and psychological, it's also biological too. So all of these issues play into the term of love because First of all, children don't fix relationships. <laughs> Damn right. Children I mean, <laughs> children do not foster. Like, yes, the children are love, but children don't bring love between others. So that's not that's not a good thing. But the problem but is, is I think lots. people feel like it does, and they use it as like a catalyst. That's the problem, and that's why you have so many of these other issues that we can get into at some other point. High divorce rates, all kinds of stuff come from that that fapo that. Next thing, though, is that love is so intrinsic on you being okay with yourself. So people nowadays get into relationships and want to date because we all have those friends that cannot be single. Like, you look around and you're seeing them every other day. You're dating someone new, right? It's to fill a void. That's what I'm saying. Because they can't be okay with themselves alone. That's also a bad thing, too, because if you, if you can't be alone with just yourself, how can you love someone else? Because if you can't love yourself enough to be with yourself, you can't be with someone else. That's another part of this aspect, There's also too. some really weird, and I, I think, honestly, me, myself, I'm a weird case of this because it's not like, I mean, like I said last week, I only had two romantic relationships in my life. But the way things work, it kind of works weird it's like i'm fine with being single until i get into that relationship and then it's almost like i build that mindset right away i build that mindset that i can't be without that feeling that feeling of having a number two yeah yeah. it's weird like right now i'm perfectly fine i have no issue with that but as soon as i start getting romantic with somebody it just flips a switch yeah that is a because it's a feeling you're not really used to, you know? It's it's something different. It's something that you like and you're not used to it, and then you do everything you can to hold on to it. I think that's why so many people that have limited relationships tend to hold on to the negative ones and keep them hanging by a thread as long as they can. Yeah, that's a fair point. I don't know if I completely agree with you. Well, it's but... not in every it's not like a foolproof case. No, so I I'm just saying I'm trying to think of like I'm trying to think of things where that might be false, but for the most part, you make a decent, you make a good point in saying that. Well, it's we false want, when someone's want, full, they're fully confident in themselves. Well, we want what they don't, what we don't have, is and so like, 
yes, you're content with life. But if a girl came up to you and said, hey, I want to date you, and you guys vibed, obviously you want to keep that, right? Because you didn't have that before. Of course. And so you're also looking for that kind of love too. But my thing is you're not actively seeking. I mean, obviously you're always looking, but you're not like, you're not trying to date someone tomorrow. You're not going back and forth and trying to date the next person you see because you need to be loved. Like you need to have like the sense of like a partner next to you say that to be like a whole, you're okay with just being by yourself and just living your best life by yourself. And if a partner now joins that with you and you both have been okay by yourselves and then you bring them together. So now you're two entities bring, coming together as one entity to be a relationship. And that's where you sort of foster that authentic love. And that's because both people are confident by themselves and then are able to be vulnerable enough to love each other intimately and have that deep connection and love. Going back to the point you just made about, you know, people cre- or hopping from relationship to relationship, mm-hmm. they need that they need that feeling. Mm-hmm. Does the consensus really show that, you know, women are more tend to do that because what we talked about that biological clock? No, no, not at all. Really? That I is, mean, just from that what, is a, what that is a nope. I've seen it. I mean, from women, what I've seen, women do it a lot, but don't Trust me. Guys do it just as much. Oh, I'm not saying they don't, but I just say from what I've seen, it happens to be that girls move quicker or move in succession a lot more frequently than a guy will when they leave a relationship. That's just from what I've seen. Guys tend to just be more... But it's like when guys get out of a relationship, though, they don't think, I need to get in another one. They think, okay, I need to go, as you said with my case, go savage around. Right. Well, that's I me. Mean, yeah. So- they're they're different. <laughs> that's why I think it's kind of a loophole because it's a little different. A guy doesn't get out of a relationship and then you know instantly thinks they need to get into another one. They try to. Guys are more susceptible to getting the rebound. <laughs> I, I I'm guys just being honest. To, guys tend to, or they try to get one. No, I'm not saying they do get to one. Look for the temporary satisfaction. Actually, I would argue that. Women look for the rebound, and guys look for temporary satisfaction. I would agree to disagree on that. I mean, I, I'm not saying they both don't do it, but I would give the edge to the guy in that scenario. Uh, Just from what I've seen. I know a ton of guys that look for relation to relationship, though. I and can't, I, I can't uh, agree with you. But, but honestly, that's of- rare. I mean, I've seen your friend group, and it's very rare in terms of the average guy. My friend group? Yes. I've seen them and I've met them. They don't act the same way as the guys that I was hanging out with at Ohio State. Not by a long shot, Sal. Completely different. I think that's, maybe that's just regional. Maybe that's regional. Maybe that's, you know, culture. I don't know what. But there's got to be some type of divide in that. Maybe. I mean, I mean, maybe. Because you go to Arizona State and it's a whole different ballgame. So oh, absolutely. That's just a whole new mess. Um out to the whatever you guys think is Sun Devils. Sun Devils, yeah. Great university. But anyhow, not to get sidetracked by love and <laughs> rebounds. I think that first of all, I think the most important thing what I'm trying to make today is that point is that the word love is overused in the American context. And we have to do a better job of holding that word to a higher standard and our own vocabulary. So making sure that we're being aware of when we're when we're saying it, the intent behind the word love. And making sure we actually mean it. 
Now, do those rules kind of go across both spectrums, whether it's a romantic relationship or it's, you yeah, know, yeah, just definitely, definitely, definitely. a friendship? Definitely. Yeah, I think so for sure because, you know, you know my, grandpa, my grandfather told me once something when I was really young, um, and he said, Sal, you have a lot of, because I, I said I was young, and I said, oh, my friends told me this. He's like, your friends? He's like, oh, let's fix that right away. He's like, you have a lot of acquaintances and very few friends. I feel like you love your friends, but you have a ton of acquaintances too. Which, you know, when I think about loving a friend, is like, would I take a bullet? For, would I take a bullet for a friend? If a friend calls me at three a.m. in the morning, why well, can't pick them up? From the, you know what I mean? To me, that's a friend. Well, I'm not. Whereas, dis- yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. That's just. I mean, so then, but then also for me, because of my faith tradition and where I come from, I love everybody too. I because I love everyone's. I respect everyone's human dignity. I respect everyone's human dignity, and so I have to have show them a, at least a sense of love in some in some aspect. And so for me, um, for me, it's, it's a different type of love, right? I would never, I don't really say to like the person I meet randomly, like I love you, but sure, I do have a love for them. I w- I just wouldn't say I would never say that to them. Um, but the because way you think it'll misconstrue the message. That, but I mean, it's not really needed. If That's I show, fair. if I show them respect and human dignity, they should know that I value them as a person. And if I value you as a person, I have to have at least some sort of love for you. I asked my mom one day, and this is a good example for this. I asked my mom one day. She had met someone who I told her was a was a mean person, right? Was a very nasty person, and had treated me and my friends poorly. Um, and my and she met my mom, and she 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 had been wanting to meet my mom for a long time because of what my mom does. And this person, I asked her after this person after this meeting was happening, and I said, "Mom, how how are you so nice to this person? How are you so treat them with so much respect? Like you know, you gave them effort, you gave them respect, you laugh with them, joke with them." She's like, "Because I love them." I was like, "She's like she's like I love them, and even though they have their issues and." If I have the issues with you, I still love them as a person and respect them as a human being. And so for me, that's what that means to be loved. Like, have love for thy neighbor, right? Because you love them because they're human and they have dignity. So obviously you have some kind of love for them. That's different than, like, intimate love, right? That's a whole different... So the Greeks have five words for love. Um, the biggest, the most being agape, which is obviously the... Um, agape is love, like basically God would have for you. Um, it's a, it's a it's a it's like the deepest form of love, the most the most. It's a connection that can't be matched. Correct, and so then there's also eros. So eros is the obviously the it comes it brings the word erotic. So it's obviously the intimate love, the sexual love. Um, then there's also philia. Which, if you know Philadelphia, their city nickname, brotherly their love. nickname is the city of brotherly, brotherly love. So that's yeah. like the love you have for your neighbor, the love we have for one another, for one another. But then there's also storage or storage, <laughs> and storage is one of the uncommon ones. But it's love for you have for your family. So it's it's uh, refers to natural or instinctual affection, such as love towards a parent or parent towards an offspring. Um, then there's another one, which is called 
ludus, which is a playful and uncommitted love that is casual and based on fun. This love manifests itself as flirting and greatly associates with young love, kind of like lust. Okay, so there's five words in the Greek language for love. We have one, and that is my point. Let's take great care of the word love. And when appropriate, use the right words to use to other, in other situations. I'm telling you what, I just learned something new today. That's, uh, I mean, I've heard similar synonyms to agape and whatnot. You know, it's, I'm pretty sure that stems from Latin. Yeah, no, so, it's Greek. <laughs> well, I mean, it has Latin roots. No, it's Greek. Well, I've no. heard it in Latin roots, so <laughs> I'm going to say it is. It's, it's, no, it's from the... <laughs> Every, no. every language has some type of tying to no. Latin. That's all I've heard. Only, no, only the romantic languages do. Only the romance languages, which is French, mean. Spanish, English. Um, I'm thinking I'm missing one. French, Spanish, English, Italian, and I think Portuguese. Whatever. I still don't think you're right. All right. When we come back. I'm 100% right. <laughs> shut up. When we come back, we're going to talk about first date etiquette. All right. So we move on to first date etiquette. Sal, I gave you the honor of deciding this topic. And I honestly, I didn't even ask why before we came on and started recording. But what, what, what do you want to talk about in this topic? Like what was pressing enough for you to want to bring this up? You asked me on the spot, pick a topic. So I figured we did social media etiquette. Social media can sometimes, if you are successful in sliding into the DMs, you move on to the first date. I like the, the process. First time. We, we on to the first date. We went from heartbreak to love. We might as well go into sequence, right? So, how do you engage in a first date? Um, because there are do's and don'ts. There are. Um, there are some big I ones. I guess I should. First ones. off, I should ask you: is What is your uh, what is your expertise in this? Oh, I've been a, a because lot of I don't really dates. know a whole lot about it. I don't hear I've about it. I've been a lot of first dates. Trust me. Really? Yes. They end up. Ha, have they been past one? Couple have gone past. Couple. One. Yeah, I, I, I'm betting like a baseball player with those, so don't worry. Uh, I'm. I've been my fair share of handful of first dates though. <laughs> Many of them I get annoyed with. They're interesting. It, it's weird. It's like you can read within the first 10 minutes what your partner is in it for. 100%. And I've had both ends of the spectrum. I've had someone that was, you know, what we talked about earlier. They were in the hot from one relationship to the next. You could tell they just they wanted to move on to something new. And then I had another one that just sat there and all she talked about is how controlling her ex-boyfriend was. And that, that's, the, that's the worst. Yeah. And, uh, she was cute. Cute as hell. She was two years younger than me. She was in a sorority and whatnot. All the stereotypes you would put with a sorority chick, that's what she was. And yeah. she complained about the guy the whole time. And I was miserable about 20 minutes in. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, so I guess I come from the old school, so I always believe the guy pays for the first date. I mean, I agree with that, but I don't believe we need to hold the social stigma by it, but I do it. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying that's a social stigma that some people actually get angry about. Yep, they can get it pissed at me all they want to. I'm paying. No, trust me. I agree with that. I've just ran into people that were on I the opposite two. side of it. I have two. I respectfully decline their interest. Oh, you're nice about it. I just give them my credit card and tell them to run it. Well, 
I mean, I don't want to because they, like I said, they can take it serious. So I don't want to like hurt their feelings or anything. But it's like, I don't know. What, what do we call it? Tradition? Uh, we call it. We call it etiquette, maybe. Maybe that's just chivalry. what we're talking about. Well, it's called chivalry. I mean, sure. That's the word for it. But it's uh, it's deeper than that. It's, I think it's out of obligation, which I think is the bad part, right? Because we're not, we shouldn't be obligated to pay for the, to pay for the, I'm sorry. We shouldn't be obligated to pay for someone's meal. I think that's where it comes like, it's almost like I can get the, I can get why partners might be upset about it because it's like, you feel like you're obligated to pay for it. But like if I asked you out on it, I'm thinking of it as like a treat on my dime. Right. That's what I, I think, think of it. Too. You can almost make a translation to your friends. If you're saying, hey, let's go out to eat. It's on me. I, it's obviously not the same thing, but it <laughs> kind of feels like the same concept in my head. <laughs> I agree. I agree. To me, it's like if I invite now, if I invite you out to eat, that means you're paying for all meals. Because obviously we're close friends, like we're we're like brothers. We have that understanding. Correct. Unless Brian's paying for it, and then in which case, all bets are off. Right. Oh, uh, but if like I invite friends or acquaintances out to eat, and I tell them, "Hey, I'm let's go out to eat," I'll probably pay for my acquaintances too, because it's like I invited you out for a meal. Um, and so I should pay for it too because I offered. Whereas if I ask a girl out or a partner out on a date and they say uh they say only oh, pay for it. I'm like, well I, I ask you, right? I asked take you on a date. This actually came up with me recently on a first date. Um how before, recently? A few weeks ago. Oh really? Yeah. And I didn't hear about it. You heard about it. No No, I didn't. Zach heard about it. You of course you, you did, did hear about it. You did hear about it, but you just heard like the basics like where we met, who she was. That's all you heard. Anyhow. I don't... Th- oh, you know yeah, what? You did. I did. You're right. How did that go? I never asked. Uh, we still, We're still, like, texting. She's crazy busy with work. So, I mean, we'll, we'll figure it out. If it works out, it works out. So, it sounds like knowing you, that's not going to mix very well. Considering this- you're doing the same exact thing. What? I mean, you're busy, too. I mean... I guess unless if your schedule is just magically aligned. No, hell no. I just, I can make time. Um, I'm super busy as well, but if you tell me enough in advance, I can put you on my schedule, like make time for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which sounds bad, but it's like, that's how it is. Um, she's just really busy with the, she's a aquatics director at a country club. Um. We had a, it was a three hour first date. Where'd you go? Uh, like what? What? What's the style? Kitchen what's the style? Kitchen one on one. So I'm a restaurant guy. Well, I knew that. Um, now I will go to coffee if I don't if I don't like you. <laughs> Note <laughs> to everybody out there that he takes coffee too. But continue. I mean, so for me, coffee is like coffee is so arbitrary because it's not a very like coffee's good. But if I want to know somebody, I want to have a meal with them. Um, I feel like, at least for my culture, food is very, very... It's like where all the conversations really happen, the deep conversations. Whereas coffee is kind of like, how are you? I'm good. How's your week? Good. Like, you know what I mean? Coffee is very, very... Um, when I think of coffee, it's very, very surface level. Sure. 
Whereas if I have a meal with somebody, it's going to be, at least for me, very deep and intimate um, and very vulnerable. And so that's why if I don't, if I like am not interested, but kind of interested, I'll get coffee with you first because I'm like, well, maybe this could be something important. Um, those have failed miserably. <laughs> I, um, I, you know, I went on a rant to start off this segment last week with Snapchat and things yeah, yeah. I can't stand. One of the things I don't stand in, honestly, I guess I have to call it the last one I went on because she invited me. She was really into me and I really wasn't feeling it. Yeah. But she was really close to a good friend of mine. So I kind of felt, you know what? I should just go. Just go. Give it a try. But know that there's likely not nothing coming from it. Right. She asked and was adamant we go and see a movie. I think it was like the latest Purge movie or something like That's that. That's the fucking worst. It's the worst. Do not take a first date to the movies. You Actually, can't talk. You can't do anything. You can't talk. You can't get to know them. Honestly, I already knew her, but it's like, even if I was interested in getting to know her on a more intimate level, how the hell are you supposed to do that in a two and a half hour movie? Like... I don't understand if you're actually putting effort into somebody, that would be the mindset you have for your first get-together. I have no idea. That's like you did in high school. But honestly, I don't even understand it. Unless if you're, like, really, really connected, you've been together for a long time, and you're just going for the sake of because you guys want to see a good movie, that's fine. But if you're actually having the intent of a date with it, I, I can't get there. There's, like, dinner and a movie. That's fine. That's but, okay. But there's people that in that situation specifically, it was just that. It was that's that, like, and then you went home. <laughs> like dinner and a movie is is acceptable, or dinner or movies and then ice cream afterwards is also fine, because there's a point in which you can talk. But during a movie, and if you talk during a movie, we got bigger issues. <laughs> we got bigger. Honestly, yeah, that's the thing about it. <laughs> if you talk during a movie. It's a, well, see you later, have fun, this is a mistake. I mean, I'm sorry, this is a great day. Um, All so, of the movie dates I've ever went on were awful, and I never went on a, a date with the people again. I, it's sad, but it's like you're setting yourself up for failure. I don't think I ever went on a movie date. That's a lie. I have. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> Oof. Care to share the details? <laughs> that must have been in Chillicothe, Ohio. I don't even want to know. That was when I was in Portsmouth. There's, there's was a in, lot that's going to be tied into that. That summer I was in Portsmouth. Yeah. I was getting real lonely, and I had the, the old apps, the Tinder app. That was before Bumble was really big, so I had Tinder. Sure. And that was, uh, I had the radius for 50 miles. Because, you know, down in Portsmouth, you never know sure. what you're going to get. And you got a lot and of country space. You got a lot of space to cover. A lot of space to cover. A lot of space to cover. <laughs> and I met this gal who lived in the, the country out in the, she had one stoplight, whole county. Oh, oh my gosh. Whole county had one stoplight. Met her. And I was coming from work, so I was in a suit. But did you actually go into this, like, maybe something serious out of it? Especially I being was, down there for a summer. I was going with uh, other intentions. I'm sure you were, but I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> Uh, and you know what? We're not going to shame that. Honestly, no. that's that's a completely different topic we could actually touch on later. But, yeah, yeah. like, shaming that, yeah, yeah. as long as you're out front and you're out in front of it and you let the person know your intentions, yeah, yeah. I have no problem with that. I agree. I agree. I mean, Because they have that chance right then and there before they get in too deep to say yes or no, they're in it. Yeah. That's fine. And I was going to the movies, and I was turned off immediately. Um... 
I was also younger, so I was I was at this point I was like nineteen. So let's give me some slack here before I say this. Don't don't come at me with That's hard. That's fine. Um, what she was wearing, I was like, this is a first date. You should at least look. Try. I thought, but I didn't think that sweatpants and a sweatshirt and a pair of slides was proper first date <laughs> clothing. I mean, maybe she's just showing her intentions at that point. You just didn't really realize it at the time. I mean, maybe I could have been naive. But we watched the movie. Um, she talked during the movie. And then I was like, yeah, this is this is dead. So I went home. I, I literally was like, gave her a hug and left. Um, That was one of the movie dates. Don't... <laughs> gonna sound like a dick here, but doesn't it, like... It's one of the more refreshing feelings when you're in like a horrible date like that to just get out of it and go and you feel like you're almost free. Oh my gosh, it was the best thing ever. It's like you're just released from jail, it feels like. <laughs> no, like it's your not first, that bad. Like your first day out. It's not that bad. I mean, I can't speak from experience, but... <laughs> but it is a good feeling like you're like, okay, that's, that's past. Because it's very awkward, very tense. It's a very, very weird situation. But honestly, it's like that for me because I hate those awkward situations. Like I'm... I go into a shell whenever I'm in a position where I don't feel comfortable very much. And yeah, we know that first. Well, the problem is, is that like, it's something that like, I want something when I'm not comfortable with it, I want it to like, stop right then. Stop, yeah. stop, reset. Let's go back. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to deal with this. Like if that's why it feels so re- like a relief when you get done with it or you get done with the bad date. It's like, you know, you really don't have any, Attachment to that person So you can save yourself Before it happens Yeah Peace out And this thing's not gonna work out We had a few texts A few days of text I put no effort into this I mean I put effort But it's not like I Was deep Deeply involved Um Do you feel like the evolution I, I guess this is All part of the mindset That people have growing up You know It's the story It's the It's what you see in the movie Of the first date The pick You yeah, know yeah. You pick them up at their house I feel like that That's Really no didn't go. develop Well like in your car, <laughs> I yeah, driving around that van. I don't know. Hey, I don't know how I'd be flexing. Hey, Big Birth is still <laughs> trucking. We but, had we had it fixed on Wednesday. Had to go to the shop. But I thought you were getting a new one or a truck. Yeah, or whatever. I'm getting a new car, but I had to get it. It was rattling, so I had to get that taken care of. Well, we knew it was rattling. Hey, you, also, you had to get the taillight fixed too. It's not fixed yet. <laughs> I'm sure. How do you get everything else fixed but the taillight? <laughs> I'm not spending extra money. What are you going to do with the car after you're done or you get the new one? I'm trading in. That's fair. Uh, but we're talking about the picking up at the house, you know, the stereotypical first date or just a date in general that you see in movies or whatnot. I feel like that doesn't really come into play until you <laughs> quite honestly get out of school. Like, yeah, I mean, especially being on campus and whatnot, yeah, yeah. It, it really wasn't like that. Yeah, I guess you can see it. Like, you'll see it. But nowadays, I mean, because there's so much online dating happening you don't even do that because it's like i've never seen you before because you so meet up yeah let's just meet up somewhere and meet and that's like the second date i'll pick you up and you know what i mean but that first date it's like i don't know who this person is i don't give them my address so it becomes like because it's all about online dating now it's all about algorithms and all kinds of other bs right i didn't really think about that that's kind of weird to think about so the second date is usually the one you get picked up in and you get we can carry off of that. How much has online dating changed the platform of the first date? Or just dating in general? 
It's giving more. It's giving you more options. So, before when you used to date, for the most part, you're re- you're relegated to your geographical area, which is how you see high school sweethearts happening, how you see old friends, neighborhood get back together. You know what I mean? Who Years you later, randomly run into at a bar, right, 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 stuff like that. So it's like you knew them from a long time. Well, now. We have a global society, but not just that. When it comes to dating, we have much more of a bigger a bigger span as the radius thing. You have a bigger radius, and so because of the highway system, we have cars and stuff. It's very easy to go twenty miles to date somebody, right? Because you meet up ten miles in the middle. Twenty mile trip is like going from Gahanna to going to Hilliard. It's like a twenty five minute drive, but I mean it's not really that bad of a that bad of a gig for a person that you're interested in, and so. You meet him online, you know, now, because before, if you lived, like, so let's say, if you lived in Gahanna, perfect example, if, if you lived in Gahanna, you dated in Gahanna. For the most a, part, I mean, if you look back. I mean, the, yeah, so I'm saying if you look back, people. If you like, even look back to generate two generations before us. Yeah, yeah. You know, your grandparents or even the adults that are around ages 40 to 55 yeah. right now. Like, people always ask me, how do my parents meet? Because it's such a weird... Because one's from D.C., one's from Alabama. Right. Like, how do they... How that work out? Well, they happen to meet... Like, they happen to be moved both here to Columbus, and they happen to be working in the same area, and they met because they live in the same hotel... They have the same apartment building. So, again, geography plays a role in that because they met in the same apartment building. Yes, I agree with all of that. I also believe in a microscope... And especially when you're talking about university university dating, it hasn't changed a whole lot. Like you're still dating people you meet on campus or whatnot. But I feel like those online sites give you more access to more people. Especially yeah, yeah. at a school like Ohio State when you have 60,000 people. I mean, you can only meet so many. But that online avenue gives you even more ways to meet more people and then in turn meet more compatible people. It raises your chances. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, some guys like to play the odds, so. Some more than others, and some close to us. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I do. Trust me, I do. Is there anything else? To, uh, you can go back to love. You can talk about first I mean, day etiquette. So much is, there, can, like, is, there anything, like a, is there a lasting imprint you wouldn't put on this and, you know, make the definition of what we talked about today? I mean, there's so much stuff we can get into with this conversation. That's, and this is like a once, this is not like a once episode, right? This is like a... Uh, we can talk, talk about different aspects. You know yeah. I'm saying? But we'll get back to it. We'll come back to it eventually at some point. Back to the topic of love. Back to the topic of first day etiquette because things will obviously change. Of course. We have things to go deeper into. We're, we're constrained by time. Not by, but just because of the, the podcast, I'm going to keep it to a certain level. Um, so I guess, the, I mean, to answer your question, what I want to make sure we hit on or harp on is the fact of like, I don't know why I'm saying like so much. The fact of making sure we are conscientious conscientious of when we're using the word love, the context in which we're using the, the word, and making sure that the meaning behind the word stays authentic and true. Uh, besides that, though, uh, just don't be a douche on the first date. Uh, be respectful. And... Yeah, have fun, but you know what I mean. Have fun, but be respectful. So respect boundaries, respect people's respect people's wishes, 
have conversation that's real and authentic and be upfront about what your goals are. Because the worst thing in the world is like, the worst thing in the world is when you date somebody and you have one intention and they have another intention and you date for a couple a couple dates and you realize, well, oh shit, we have different perspectives and different things we want to get done. And so this isn't going to work out. So just be upfront. Like, here's what I'm looking for. Here's my goals. I'm willing to see where this goes. Perfect. Here's my goals. Here's what I'm looking for. We match up here, here, and here. Let's give it a shot. And for my recap, especially talking about love, as you know, there's different meanings to it. We have to identify it amongst us, ourselves, and those that we're referring to and those we are close to. Obviously, there's a difference between romantic love and friendship love. Make sure you define that. Make sure you are open with each of those people. And, you know, if you have that open relationship or you have that open book mentality between people, you should be able to share that in a very honest manner. And then turning it over to relationships or first dates, you know, obviously do not do the movies. Like we said, please don't do that. Um, There's obviously tons of other different etiquette. There's a reason it's on cinema. It's fake. That's a good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it. Uh, whether you go by chivalry or, you know, paying for the for, for the meal or picking up at someone's house, make sure you just respect everybody's wishes in the process of first dates or any dates in general because at the same time, you're trying to get to know somebody and you also want to, at the same time, respect what they hold deep in their values. But for Sal, this is Colin. We appreciate you listening to episode two. If you haven't caught episode one, just look in the Apple podcast folder. You will see it right under this one. But for everything we said here, we will talk to you later for episode three coming down the line later on. If I'm moving too far Can we just talk?